This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good morning, this is Frida Liu and you're listening to Her Vantage and this is where we speak to women of influence and leadership. April 12, 1961 was the date of the first human space flight carried out by Yuri Gagarin. This historic event opened the way for space exploration for the benefit of all humanity. So today is recognized as the International Day of Human Space Flight to celebrate each year at the international level, the beginning of the space era for mankind, reaffirming the important contribution of space science and technology in achieving sustainable development goals and increasing the well-being of states and peoples, as well as ensuring the realization of their aspiration to maintain outer space for peaceful purposes. If you didn't know, a lecturer from the University of Science Malaysia, USM, School of Aerospace Engineering, Dr. Nurilmi Amelia Ismail has been selected out of 100 women as the sole Malaysian to participate as a mentor in the Space for Women program, a project under the purview of the United Nations Office for Outer Space Affairs, UNOO, UNUSA, right? And well, now you know there is, right? And it's a Malaysian. So UNUSA was established with the aim of offering educational and career opportunities regarding outer space and STEM to women all over the world. So, first of all, a real pleasure to be meeting you and to be speaking to you, Dr. Nurilmi. Now, first of all, you must be the first woman I've interviewed working on space, right? So, it's an honour for me. So, how did you get into this space? Pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for inviting me. Yeah, pun intended, right? Actually, when I finished my matriculations uh, and I, I got a good result, I can see that. And there is a few courses in University of Science Malaysia I studied there. And one of them is aerospace engineering. It's very new. I think they taken third batch during that time. Wow. And not so much information on that. But everyone, when they, they look at aerospace, the first thing they say, oh, wow, this mm. is something something yeah. new, something challenging. And I'm the one that loves challenge. Okay. So I think between electronics and aerospace, let's try aerospace. Right. So that's the first time that I encounter all about the aerospace thing. Okay. But this is very, I can say challenging for me because we've been taught by foreign lecturer uh -huh. from Indonesia, Russia, China and India. So it's like you are <laughs> studying in Malaysia, but you are like studying abroad. <laughs> okay, with all the expertise yes, from around the world. Yes, and So when you did that course though, how many women were involved? In my batch, it's like uh, wanted. Okay. Uh, I think the, the numbers of uh, women during during my study quite good. Mm. And I think it's actually same almost every year. Okay. We maintain the intake, the numbers of all the girls to enroll in this course. Mm. And then when I finish my study, I think that let's go to the industry first. Mm. But there is no industry in aerospace. That's the problem. And during my study, actually, I'm focusing on the space engineering. That's more difficult for me to get work. Mm. So, okay, let's go to other industry first. I went for, to automobile, Proton, mm. working for two years. But then I think that, oh, I want to, to learn back or to, to experience back all this space engineering. Mm. So I decided to further my study and become a lecturer. And I went to Glasgow University and I exposed to a lot of things related to the space engineering. And this actually increased my interest in the space engineering itself. Mm. And I went to a biggest conference that's the first time biggest conference on the space and this actually opened my eye that oh I have to do something to Malaysia 
Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now you are also leading Space In, right? And Space In, in 2020, was selected by University Science Malaysia as one of its spin-off companies, and it started off as a lab, right? Yeah. I guess why did USM decide to make this, and what does it take to lead? Or what are you trying to do with Space In? Okay, I can say that we are the first batch, the pioneer for this startup things in in USM, and they want to see that the commercialization in university. You need to do something on that because people said that oh, you do all the research, but the product is stuck there. Mm. You're not commercial commercialize that. Yes, we have the business arm in the university, but if you involve the lecturer to actually promote market and right. also do something, then there is uh, the initiative coming from the previous vice chancellor and mm. because he also has this uh, startup right. before so he, he looked at this is one of the opportunity for the lecturer to push forward their product okay. then I think I'm actually not in the least to be the, the pioneer for this but when I heard about that because I have this idea like way a few years before and I already told the management why you don't have the startup because I really want to run my own company because huh. I can control that. Right. I know who actually my my customer and other things. Okay. But then when this opportunity happened and I get to know about this and I actually ask them, can I be uh, can All I right. pitch to you right. so that I can be one of the startup? So then I start pitching and then accepted to be one of them. Okay, that's a very important lesson that you heard about it and you knocked on that door. Yeah. Yes, right? the opportunity sometimes is not really just somebody show yes, to you. Yeah. You just need to go for that. And you've been listening to see what's been going on as well. Now, one of the, the spaces started with a satellite educational product, right? Mm-hmm. Called CanSat Kit for Education, yeah. which uses the technological know-how and satellite to teach the students and public. How does this work? <laughs> I got this all on the website like, what yeah. is this? Yeah. Actually, when I went back from Glasgow University, start my teaching I have a problem in teaching the the satellite design. There is no satellite at all. You imagine that you're teaching something, but you can't show anything to your Mm. student, right? Mm. Then I start looking where actually I can buy this. I couldn't find any in Asia, so Mm. I have to buy from US. Mm. So I bought that. Okay, I have to pay tax and everything. Then I look at the cancer itself that, oh, this thing actually we can do in-house. Right. Yeah, then I start researching on that, working with my student and develop this cancer. But the hardware itself is meaningless if you don't really have the proper module how to use that. Mm. So this is where... you are lecturer. You know how to teach, and you know actually the the way we call that pedagogy, right? Mm. And I think that this is not only for university student. I uh, lower down a bit on the understanding so that actually the secondary schools also mm. can learn about satellite. And I did lots of the awareness program, educational program in schools. When mm. I asked them about space, they only know what astronaut, okay, and rocket, okay, but they don't realize that they use satellite every day. So I want to instill in their mind that, hey, you use the technology every day, but you do not know about that. Let's learn about that. Right. So the CanSat is then a physical product that they see and understand. Yeah, the system is done because people thought that the system, yes, is complicated, but there is a fundamental behind that. This is actually integration of few systems like electronics, you need power, you need mechanical structure, everything. So I teach them how actually this satellite comprise of 
So uh, from there, we teach them what is the purpose having satellite. Hmm. So that this actually in- spark their interest to know more about the engineering behind that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then okay. I also taught them that there's a physics behind that. How actually the satellite be up there in the orbit? Huh. So, and I can see that I actually had just last month we have this space camp with primary school. Right. When I taught them about how actually these satellite be at orbit, they go, oh, now I know. So, right. So this actually sparked interest for them to know more and to learn more. Because if they see physics, chemistry, biology, yeah. it's like, mm, I don't understand how it connects back to yeah, my connect, life. Yeah, you, you need to connect connect to your life to this thing space and and this is actually what I'm doing now mm. it's not only now for the the kids and also I think the public also need to know that a satellite is very important in your daily life okay. you, you, you can't leave that okay there's so many more questions I have for you where you are the space for women mentor and also you know there's another product that you have as well so talk about that in just a moment I'm here with Dr. Nurilmi Emilia Ismail from Space In stay tuned to Her Vantage BFM 89.9 Being first matters. BFM 89.9. Good morning, this is Frida Liu. If you've just joined us, it's Her Vantage, where we speak to women of influence and leadership. I'm here with Dr. Nurilmi Amelia Ismail, who's been selected as one of the 100 women and a sole Malaysian to participate as a mentor in the Space for Women program, a project under the purview of the United Nations Office for Outer Space Affairs, UNUSA. She's also leading Space In. Now, Space In is also the only company in Malaysia that provides near-space platform services through high-altitude balloon. Yeah. And Space In has broadened the application of Pocket Q satellite by using it for IoT applications. So I've just mumbled a couple of words. <laughs> Tell me in layman's terms. All right. For the high altitude balloon, it's actually a weather balloon. The weather balloon, normally you release the balloon twice a day to measure all this in temperature and other things so you can uh, forecast the weather. So we use that weather balloon to actually commercialize that. Uh, so you can use this weather balloon to take photos of the horizon and mm. also to do any experiment that involve extreme temperature because up there it can be like negative 70. Right. So if you have something like a very in the short time, you, you can test, do the experiment there. So this also coming from my class because when I teach them about spacecraft design, they need hands-on experience. They can do satellite, but mm. they can't launch that. Okay. So I'm thinking, how to launch this? Okay, let let have a look. Oh, okay, now we have weather balloon. So let's try. For the first year when we try, not really success, but we keep improving on that. So until the time that we know everything and it's easy for us to just go for the authority to get the permission and they actually allocate an area for us to do this activity. Okay, okay. now Dr. Nurilmi, so, so you you're the scientists and also doing all these lovely experiments, but you got to run an organization, right? Yes. What's that like to run an organization like like Space In? 
Oh, this is very tough for me, <laughs> but because I have to juggle between my work at the university Christine. and also as a CEO is based in. But because I relate my research to this business, it's mm. easier for me. I can say that. And also I get very good support from university, especially my dean. And my dean is really supportive. And I think when I'm in industry, it's easy for me to, uh, in teaching. Okay. When I went to the class, I can just say that, oh, I, we already done this and this is how it's low. And it's really relate to them. Mm. And if you want something, let's go to our lab because we already done this, this satellite. So you can see how actually you can do this. So you become a lecturer that have experience in industry. It's better for them. Yes. Yeah. Rather than it's not just yeah. theory and textbook. Yeah. So... It's not really balancing, it's a priority. If on that day I need to teach, then I go to teach. Mm. But if uh, we have a meeting, then now we can hybrid like. Right. right. So it's easy for me if I can't attend the class today, but they still can learn from there. So we have a video or something like that. Uh. Then we can revisit back and discuss on this. Okay. So you just use all the technology to make your life easier. Right. All the technology in space, you see? Yeah. Ah. Okay. <laughs> you know, how does your work help in sustainability? Okay, we need to make sure that everyone aware about the application for the satellite because mm. this is really related to the sustainability, especially on the environment side. So currently we have one of the potential client which looking on the forest mm. to make sure that forest will be safeguarded no illegal lodging and ah. other things. And these actually, we can use satellite. First, we can use the, all the images. Mm. So make use all the technology for the sustainability. It's another thing that we have to look for. Mm. Lots of things, water and other things. This the technology that everybody should appreciate because why we send a satellite up there? Because we can't really take a picture that not... If you want to picture a very big area, mm. it's not enough if you're taking picture from the drone. You need to vary yeah. in an upper level, right? Right. Yeah. So leverage on that, use the technology for the sustainability, the system okay. of environment. Right. Things. Okay. Now, the other thing is running this as a business. What have you learned about yourself as an entrepreneur, moving, taking out the scientist hat? <laughs> okay, I think uh, the first thing that I leverage on my own skill is the communication side, because... A lecturer, love lecturing. <laughs> you give a mic to them, they can talk two hours non-stop. But I use that to properly, I can say that, uh, explain my business to investors. This is what I can do using my own skill. But the new skill that I got is how you interact with investors. You have to know the background and everything. You have mm. to do the, the check first. Mm. And also on the finance side and business. Of course, business is like first time for me. I need to learn lots from others. And mm. this this is a new thing that I learned uh, where I have to, I need a mentor for this. Right. Yeah, men mentor is good. Because before this, uh, this industry is very new. You don't really have mentor. I did this thing before, prior to this, actually by my own self and with my friend, of course, mm. without any senior that mentoring us. We just like, we call that, uh, just hit the wall, mm. uh, fail here and there and learn something from there. Right. Uh, but then when doing the business, yes, you can fail, but of course you need the informed decision, right? The information coming from the one that experience. So go for, to them and ask about anything that related to your business. I mm. think it's good that we have advisor now, then we have support from university, anything we can ask university, whether they can do this and that. So 
What was yeah. it? Your what your analogy? Throw anything, everything to wall and see what sticks, right? Yeah. I understand you're also working with Lead Ventures. Yes, I think they doing very great mm. and I learned so much from them. Okay. Yeah, from at the business side, of course, and they really want us to success. So what they do for us now is actually towards success, right? You're trying to focus on development of their satellite, but at the same time, commercialize that right. and, and teach us how, how you can reach the potential customer, what they need information that they know and also helping me in creating awareness on the space industry I, right. I love that right so, yeah. I, I can tell I can <laughs> so but tell me so what do you do as a space for women mentor okay uh, for mentee that I got uh, they actually have their own objective mm. in the space industry for example if they want to be part of the industry they want to work with that so which is the best way they can take so they have a plan so we monitor the plan and also give a suggestion to them. I actually got mentee from Malaysia also, but mm. studying abroad in, in France. And he not really having background in technical for the space. But he, he sorry, she, she really want to be part of this space industry and just do not know how, how where, yeah. who. Yeah, so <laughs> we are the one that connect them to all and answer all these questions from them. Okay. Uh, so from there, I introduced her to my community, Malaysia Space. We, we also have a secret community space for women here okay. in Malaysia. Oh, it's a secret one. Okay. <laughs> because we don't really have a formal organization right. yet. So then from there, I can support her in uh, her endeavor towards what she want for this space okay. industry. Okay. And you know, when you talk about what you're trying to do, right, where do you see the potential of Malaysia playing a bigger role in space technology and, and I don't know, exploration or whatever it yes. is? In Malaysia used to be a leader in the space industry long, long time ago. But then this is also based on the policy and also direction from the government. I think for nearly 11 years, I'm trying, not only me, but me and my friend also, when we have this NGO called Malaysia Space Initiative, MISI, I was the first president, mm. we are really trying to push the industry so that government actually do something on that. Mm. So we, we do have a Malaysia Space Agency. Yes, they, they do something on that, but maybe this is need a collective action from others too, not only from the government, also from industry, right. so we can work together. So I, I can see See now, there is more industry involved in this space industry, right? So uh, from that, there is a push. I can say that there is push because the next is we're going to have Lima. And that's a good thing that we know that most of you will have something during Lima, mm. which is we'll group all the startup together, uh, space startup, I mean, and also showcase all our product. And at the same time, we know that uh, Malaysia Space Agency also have a plan until 2030, at least they have plan. And we as players in the industry actually need to work together with them. You can't work solo. You, yes, this this thing will not uh, happen if you work alone, right? Right. So this is where I think Malaysia can go further because I can see now everybody is working together. Hmm. Uh, okay. That's a good thing because uh, yeah. I can see the difference between 10 years ago and now then this is something that moving. Right. That's positive to hear. Yeah. Right? And then, you know, you, you said earlier on that when you first started, like one third of the people in your class were women. Is it still one third? 
Half, half now. Oh, okay. Well, that's great. Right? <laughs> and how can, I guess, we get the public and more importantly, girls to be more interested in this space from your perspective? We can say that uh, girls in STEM during schools, mm. we have lots of them. Okay. And also university, we also have lots of them. But then somehow during the career, there's a leak part there. Mm. So I think the most important is support. Me, when I become an employer, yeah, mm. when I'm hiring, and I can see why actually they not further on this career. because of Get married and have children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there is support is not that much for them. Mm. And they choose to be at home, something like that. And of course, us... We need really need role models. This is everywhere I I went for the, this uh, space education exhibition, workshop, and other things. Go to the schools, and what they're looking is somebody they can actually follow, something like right. that. Yeah. So what I did in my university, I have a few student girls actually. I'm indirectly coaching them. Okay. And become leaders and do something to the community back. This is what uh, I think I love doing volunteerism, something like that. So this, for example, uh, we have this uh, rocket team from USM. Mm. We compete in US. Okay. Last year, we in rank 12. Okay. Seven in the category. And wow. lead by girl. Wow. Okay, so they need role model and you are a role model. <laughs> uh, it's been a pleasure speaking to you. I've been speaking to Dr. Norilmi Amelia Ismail from A Space In, and you've been listening to Her Vantage. I'm Frida Liu, BFM 89.9. to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.